Well, 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 hello, hello, and thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my goodness, man, you just rock and roll on that synthesizer of yours. I haven't heard playing on electronic keyboard synthesizer since Flock of Seagulls back in the early to mid-80s, the way, you know, music that was all synthesized, it seemed. That's right. That's right. You, you relax over there, Jungle Jim. Got your tip jar out. That's right. Just wait for somebody to walk by give you a nice little tip. I got a tip for you. It's raining out. Please get an umbrella. Hi, this is Tim Marr. That's Jungle Jim. This is Failing Up, recording this podcast on uh, the middle of July, middle of July here in upstate New York in the basement of the bowels of the building located along the shores of the mighty Seneca River, which flows north into that great lake of Ontario, one of the great lakes, Ontario, Michigan. Superior, Huron, Erie, not in that order from here to there, east to west, but all inland oceans, inland oceans, you get out in those great lakes, and Ontario is actually the smallest, if you get out in those great lakes in the middle of them, you're like in the middle of an ocean, treacherous at times too, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, you make a right up and now you're going to go through Thousand Islands, big times at Thousand Islands, summer just packed with vacationers and summoners, summoners, what do you call them, summer folk, summer folk up there on their boats and the freighters coming down, keep going past a Thousand Islands out to the Atlantic Ocean around the world, just like this voice of mine is right now. Make a left, you're going to go over to that lovely city of Buffalo, a little north, you're going to head right up into Toronto, Canada, off of that whole big lake, just boom. Unbelievable. People have never seen these lakes just think, man, wow, that's a big lake. That's like the ocean. That's a big lake like the ocean. Lots going on. Lots going on. Got um, the January 6th committee still rocking and rolling. This historical January 6th committee. I mean, just a moment in history that I can't, um, you just can't believe. I mean, you just can't, you can't believe that, uh, as I said in my earlier podcast, that people are just engrossed with what's happening right now. I mean, this is this is going to be in history books for years and years to come. And, uh, you know, that, that most, most of the country had apathy and that some of the outlets uh, blocked it. It's going to be pretty crazy. Um, but that's going on with all, you know, it's... Um, uh, History, history right out there, history right out there. Also, my goodness, you know, lately, in the big news, the James Webb Space Telescope that was launched, you know, millions of miles from Earth, millions of miles in Earth, and minus 307 degrees Fahrenheit, freezing temperatures, producing images of the universes and galaxies like never seen before. You know, it's like comparing... Uh, a high-end 35 millimeter to a pocket Instamatic disposable camera when you compare it to the Hubble telescope. I mean, just these wonderful pictures of, 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 of uh, stars being born and dying, you know, millions and millions of years old and light years and taking us back in time and showing the, the infinite, you know, just spats of the gallery, the space of the gallery, the, the gallery, the galaxy. I mean, the galaxy, I get in my head, it's just the space of this universe and space itself, you know, making us realize that we're just a little teeny, I mean, the planet Earth is a little teeny.
teeny, teeny piece of sand, and the universe is like a, the ocean. So the you know the Earth is like a teeny piece of sand amongst all the sand, and then the universe is the ocean and the sand. And that's that's how minuscule the Earth is, and then we're a teeny speck on a piece of sand and comparable to the universe. And in some ways, someone would say, well, that makes me feel like I'm insignificant. In other ways, it makes you feel like you're more significant because you're part of this huge, beautiful, vast, unexplored entity. Uh, but it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. It was Albert, Albert Einstein who said, once you can't accept the universe as matter expanding into nothing, that is something. Wearing stripes with plaid comes easy. It puts it into perspective. Once you understand that the universe is just this huge, vast nothing, but it becomes something. Worrying about if you're wearing white after Labor Day isn't that big of an issue. Worrying about what to wear to the party isn't that big of an issue. You know, and then you think about this, this beautiful planet that we have, this beautiful planet, and how unique it is with, with this living and breathing planet that we're just a little teeny speck on. And what's important to us, and how can, how can little, a little teeny, teeny speck on this teeny speck of a planet, how can we not get along? How, you know, when you look at the vastness and the, and the of the universe through this telescope, the Webb telescope, and you try to get a grasp of that and you're wondering, why aren't we a little more humble here on this planet? What are we, you know, why are we, you know, killing each other, invading each other, doing the, you know, polluting it? You know, why are we polluting this planet? Why are we almost intentionally killing this planet when you can see three million year old stars dying on their own. I mean, what would a, say somebody, you know, many, many light years away shot out a telescope and were taking, you know, viewing us right now. It's kind of a voyeurism too. Maybe there's some peeping Tom looking at us right now. It makes you wonder who's looking at us. And if they're looking at us, are they saying, what the hell is the matter with those folks? What the heck are they doing? Why would I want to go? I don't want to go near that place. That's a bad neighborhood. Earth is a bad neighborhood. If you think about it, in all of the universe where stars are taking their time, destroying themselves and rebirthing themselves, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody shoots a telescope up from a different galaxy and they get a picture of Earth. Oh, look at that beautiful blue planet. Let's go check it. Oh, my God, they're, they're killing each other. They're, they're killing the planet. What is going on with that place? Think about that. What do they prioritize on that planet? What's what, what's important to them on that planet? Well, you know, what's important is uh, that they have enough nuclear weapons to destroy the planet. That's what's important, that they're able to, to maintain what they have. They're able to get land so they can so they can blow each other up. There's enough, there's enough weaponry to be able to blow each other up. That's what's important on that planet, that they can blow each other up. Uh, that's a big deal on, on planet Earth. This little teeny, teeny speck. 
what else is important on well what else is important on that planet is that they they chop it to pieces so they can make more of the stuff they call money so that a little teeny part of people on that little teeny planet can live comfortably while the rest of the planet and the rest of the inhabitants on that planet suffer really and what's going on with the atmosphere that beautiful atmosphere they, they have air and oxygen what's going on with that well they're just killing it they're trying to destroy it why are they doing that why are they trying to destroy that well so that they can make more of that stuff but they don't believe they're destroying it oh yeah and by the way they, they randomly kill each other so they can get more land for whatever reason they just kill each other not only do they kill each other they they do it in ways that are just uh horrible and then they they take the rest of the the living creatures and sometimes sometimes they kill them just for fun you know like they they don't kill them to survive they just kill them and put their heads on the wall they kill them and they, they put take their heads and they put them on their living room walls like you walk into a house on this planet and there's an animal head on a wall really wow maybe we shouldn't go visit that planet maybe maybe geez, maybe Maybe it's a good thing we have this super-duper telescope looking into that place and then this planet. What do they call it? Well, I don't know what they call it. We'll call it the Blue Marble. We'll call it the Blue Marble, but it could be Earth. Is that what we would look like if a telescope was shining? Because there probably is some peeping Tom looking at us just like we're looking at them. You know, peeping Tom, just like being in, a, in an apartment in New York looking across the street. You can't help it. There they are. Not the saying that I would ever do that, but I mean, you're right on top of each other. That's this whole vast space where we're just, I don't even know if we're as big as a speck of sand in space. But when you try to put that into perspective and somebody might say, well, you were so insignificant because uh, in space, but actually we're more significant. Being a little teeny speck with, with all this life, it makes us very <laughs> try to say that again. It makes us very significant. Significant? Significant. I'm significant. It makes us extremely significant. And then when you're doing something or you're a part of something that is significant, then you got a responsibility not to screw it up. And do you think we're old? Do you think Earth is old when you look at, you know, stars from millions of years being blown up, you know? We're a baby. You know, we've, we've reached puberty. We're like, you know, a high-risk teen puberty trying to destroy ourselves at risk. In this vast, vast... And I'm going to tell you, there's got to be another planet similar or some type of life form. And, you know, maybe they don't need oxygen to live. Maybe they live on nitrogen or maybe they breathe whatever. And maybe they... They survive in cold, cold weather. So, you know, their climate is different. How they adapt to their climate. Or maybe they live on, you know, really hot weather. Who knows? You know, maybe thick-skinned, I guess. Maybe more thick-skinned than Earthlings. But this vast, you know, and then it makes you wonder what, how do you, you know, our little teeny world. And then your little teeny world gets boiled down into another little teeny world, which is your world. You know, and then your world gets boiled down into, you know, well, your world becomes your city and your neighborhood and then you know, all that kind of stuff. But this little teeny dot, this dot we live on, this flea-infested dot that we live on, you know, 
I don't think I care if my socks match anymore. Why do I, am I really going to care if my socks match? I mean, it's just, it puts, in, in some ways, it puts a lot of things into perspective in a way that um, makes you kind of think, really, is that important, you know? Is it really important that um, that I drink that kind of brand of beer? Is it really important that I, um, you know, do that or this or that? Or what's really important? Makes you wonder what's really important. Makes you realize why maybe some of the, the most astute people or more people when they talk about peace and love that's probably what's really important because peace and love unites this planet. This little speck is united through peace and love and not through hate and greed and envy and all that kind of stuff. And then it's united and then as a result, it becomes better. But that ain't happened. That's never happened on this little teeny planet we've had. Not since the meteors took out the dinosaurs and it's been downhill ever since. Mm-hmm. They've been here longer. I still can't believe the dinosaurs. Jungle Jim, can you believe it? the dinosaurs were here longer than humans? So the dinosaurs inhabited this planet longer than humans still. Crazy. I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy when you think about that. That must have been a hell of a meteor. But they were here longer than humans. And then it makes you understand how fragile life is. You know, imagine being the dinosaurs and everything's kind of cool. And you're a brontosaurus and you're eating your leaves and you're looking out for the T-Rex and... You know, it was, you know, all that kind of stuff, dinosaur stuff. They're all, you know, leathery, you know, still some of them around, I guess, an alligator, a shark. But they're, you know, it was a tough time. But, you know, and dinosaurs are doing their thing. And uh, and all of a sudden, bam, they're gone. I don't think I don't think a brontosaurus or a Trianosaurus rex or a T-Rex ever thought, hey, you know, we've been here for billions of years. and Nothing's going to happen to us. Boom. Gone. Done. Pff, fossil. Your fossil, baby. Your fossil fuel. People are looking for your bones. That's what they're looking for. Someday they're going to be looking for our bones. Someday, you know, we could become fossil fuel someday. And if we become fossil fuel, it may be our own fault. Faulty for becoming fossil fuel on Earth. This little teeny speck. Because we don't take care of this little teeny speck. This huge, huge, vast space. Nothing, as Einstein said. Space is... Nothing filled with something. Isn't that wild? Space is nothing filled with something. And we're something in that nothing. We're something in that nothing. And it's just, I can't even get my head around it, to be honest with you. I can't really get my head around it. Not that I can get my head around a lot of things. But the, the, the images are just gorgeous. They're beautiful images. You know. And it's, it's just, you know, you, I think as you sit at nighttime, because at nighttime when you see the stars and you're looking with your naked eye. Yeah. Do you ever have a clothed eye? I guess you have a patch that's a clothed eye, but usually it's like a naked eye. And you're looking out there in the space at the stars and you're just thinking, man, we're just, a, we're there. And now I guess see it with this telescope, the James Webb telescope. It's like, man, we really are just this little little teeny speck. It doesn't matter if my snow tires are on right now. It doesn't matter if it's raining today. Sometimes, you know, Earth gives us a nice jolt with an earthquake and lets us know that, you know, dude, I'm still in ball, you know, Mother Nature comes out. I'm still running the shop here, fellas, women, guys, all of you. But Jim, Jim, I just think that's crazy when you see those pictures. They're beautiful and they're humbling at the same time. 
humbling at the same time. Just, just love it. But it makes us, it makes me think, yeah, what the heck? How important is it if I cut the grass? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that a cannabis is legal. We should all just have our legal cannabis and uh, the sky at night. Who knows? Who knows? I hear you, Jungle Jim. That's Jungle Jim. This is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Coming to you from our little speck in the universe. Earth. Failing Up. Bye-bye.